He's in the hospital. Now. Oh, God. <laughs> it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. What's going on, honey? Hey there. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Did you have a nice uh, 4th of July and weekend? Yes, it was fantastic. Yeah, we spent it entirely together, and we didn't really do anything. Yeah. I did go drive to see my parents. We met in the middle. They drove an hour and I drove an hour. It was pretty nice. Yeah, you went to Culpeper. Mm-hmm. I opted to not do that. Didn't want to try to fight any sort of traffic. Yeah. And there really wasn't much traffic, but a lot of rolling hills. Oof. Yeah. That's sometimes just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so good to see my parents. And I love just getting to visit with them. You know, it was good food. And then we went around shopping and shopping's really not your thing, so. Mm-hmm. It's not really your thing either. Mm, yeah. We did get a new five-star review from Maddie274905. Thanks so much, Maddie. We super appreciate it. We really do. If you have some time available in your busy schedule, we'd love it if you wrote us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or anywhere else. You can also tweet us. I'm at Dusty Terrell. And I'm at Shannon Ray Green. Or you can send us an email at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. It's prime time for human bat encounters. Here's what to do if a bat gets in your house. Move. <laughs> this was written by my colleague Marsha Greenwood for the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, which is part of the USA Today network. She writes, just the sight of bats makes some people freak out. Lynn Brabant has seen it firsthand. During the 1980s and 90s, he had his own bat removal business and responded to calls from people panicked about bats getting into their homes, something that happens from mid-July to late August when juvenile bats born in the spring and learning to fly wind up in places where they shouldn't be. Brabant is now a senior educator at the New York State Integrated Pest Management Program at Cornell University. And he said, quote, I remember once this huge guy with great big muscles kind of cowering in the corner, unquote. He also added that the winged mammals, quote, have a lot of baggage associated with them, unquote. For examples of this, see every vampire movie ever made. He says that in real life, however, quote, a healthy bat won't come after you or attack you or fly in your hair, unquote. What if I'm not worried about healthy bats, Shannon? (laughs) I'm terrified of rabid, diseased bats. Well, that is a really valid concern, actually. And it brings us to the next portion of the story where they talk about how to deal with having a bat in your house and how to protect yourself from being injured or getting a diseased bat coming too close to you. But first, let's talk about why bats are important. They do have an important purpose. They eat bugs, lots of them. All of that said, some bats carry rabies. Actually, less than 1% of bats that are captured and turned over to the state for study are found to be rabid. Brahman says, quote, but it's an extremely serious disease, unquote. 
So what should you do if you're hanging out in your living room watching TV and suddenly, oh my gosh, a bat is circling above you? Phil West owns West Wildlife, which is a wildlife removal company. And he said, quote, the first thing is remain calm. If you start screaming and running around, it's going to make the situation much more frantic and harder for everyone, unquote. To reduce your chances of coming into contact with the bat, carefully position yourself close to a wall. A bat's flight pattern is such that it tends to go higher near walls and lower toward a room's center. Leave the lights on or turn them on so you can see the bat and don't take your eyes off of it because they can disappear in your house. If you can open a window or door without losing sight of the bat, go for it. The bat wants to leave as much as you want it to. It isn't recommended to chase the bat or swing at it with a tennis racket or a broom. That will only cause the animal to panic. Braban says, quote, and fly erratically around the room. He also says that if you hit it, you could crush it. And in order to be tested for rabies, bats need to be intact. After a period of circling, if a bat doesn't leave your house, it likely will land something that's not the floor, like a wall or curtains. If you're comfortable trying to catch it yourself, after putting on heavy gloves, take a jar, coffee can, or similar container and carefully place it over the bat. This is Braban's recommendation. He says to then slide a piece of cardboard underneath the container to secure it. Obviously, in this situation, you'd need help because one person wouldn't be able to keep tabs on the bat and fetch those items. If you're certain that no person or pet in your home has had contact with the bat, you can release it outside. Note that bats can't take off from the ground like birds, so don't just dump it on the ground. WildlifeCenter.org advises that you tilt the container away from you, allow the bat to climb a vertical surface like a tree away from your house. If you're worried the bat may contact with someone in your home, you will need to call the health department so the animal can be tested for rabies, which requires euthanizing it. Contact includes a bite, an impact, or waking up in a room with a bat in it. That's according to department spokesman Ryan Horry. And P.S., this is why it's important to vaccinate all your pets, even indoor pets, against rabies. So if so, what if you're not a do-it-yourself kind of person? If there's a bat in your home and you're not comfortable trying to catch it yourself, you'll still need to keep your eyes on it. Reaching out to your local animal control office for help, which seems like a logical thing to do, might not elicit an immediate response. Removal costs can vary, but generally will run you several hundred dollars. That's according to West, adding that, quote, if you're waking someone up out of bed, it's going to cost more than it would during the daytime, unquote. Several hundred dollars for bat removal. Maybe we should get into the bat removal business. (laughs) Too bad that I'd be terrified. I know. I was just about to say, you can do that all on your own, love. Like, I'm, I'm not in. I'm not in. If there is a rabies concern, a private contractor will work with the health department directly. If you or someone else remove the bat from your home and the problem repeats, you may want to call a nuisance wildlife expert about bat-proofing your place. Bats can crunch up their bodies and get into homes from the outside through openings as small as a quarter inch and from attic crawl spaces into living areas the same way. Experts know just where to look for breaches, which tend to be more numerous in older homes, and how to seal them. They also can set up temporary one-way doors that allow bats to exit a house but prevent them from re-entering it. However, those doors should not be installed until later. August, Broadman says, because they could cause baby bats, still dependent on their mothers, to become trapped in your home and die there. Bat-proofing costs range from a couple hundred dollars to several thousand, West says, depending on a home size and the complexity of its architecture. A small, simple ranch is much cheaper to bat-proof than a complicated McMansion, for instance. The Cornell Cooperative Extension says that no chemicals or pesticides are registered to rid homes of bats. 
And the agency also says there is no research to prove that widely sold bat-repelling electromagnetic or ultrasonic sound devices actually work. Bat boxes provide alternative roosting sites for bats, but putting one near a home with a bat problem without also sealing up the home isn't likely to succeed, according to Broadband. I'm so glad I've never experienced a bat in my house. Oh my gosh. What's the point of even owning cats if they're not going to take care of this for Mm -hmm. you? Although Mm -hmm. I don't want my cats to get rabies, obviously, either. Yeah, but with 1%. And we do get them uh, vaccinated for it, so. That's true. You said about 1% of bats have rabies, but what percentage of them have the gene where if they bite you, you become Batman? Mm. It's really non-existent. I want to be Batman. <laughs> you kind of sound like a bat. Thanks. Sci-fi meets seafood at a Delaware restaurant where robots seat customers and serve food. We're all going to be replaced soon, Shannon. (laughs) It's not like you and I work in a restaurant. Yeah, first they're waiters, then they're going to be journalists, and then they're going to do my job. Yeah. Which is make them. (laughs) Well, the interesting thing is that robots are already writing stories. Yeah, see? baseball scores and stock updates, stuff like that. This was written by my colleague Patricia Tolorico for the Delaware News Journal, which is part of the USA Today network. She writes, Charlotte, a new hostess, seems eager to show restaurant customers to their seats. She says politely in a girlish voice, please follow me to the table. Dressed in a purple uniform with a hat that looks like one worn by an old-fashioned bellhop, Charlotte waits until patrons are seated to say their server will be with them shortly, and she hopes that they enjoy their meal. If someone accidentally bumps into her, Charlotte says, excuse me, and rolls out of the way. Charlotte, who seems like the perfect employee, is a robot, one of five now working at the new Robot Captain Crab's Cajun Seafood and Bar near Newark. In a concept perhaps imagined only in Delaware right now, futuristic sci-fi meets rustic seafood at this robot restaurant, which opens daily at noon. Owner Guang Chen says he believes the seafood restaurant could be one of the first in the United States to use robot servers and host. It's a little bit Jetsons and a little bit Star Wars. John Soisal is the general manager of the seafood restaurant that opened on June 22nd. And he said, quote, kids love it. They're taking photos. Adults are amazed, unquote. Chen says he got the idea for the robot servers after seeing them in restaurants in China. Each one cost $20,000. There are two hostesses and three food runners, each less than four feet tall. They can spin in circles, flash blue, red and green lights, and talk to customers. While a new restaurant has human cooks, hosts, bartenders, and a waitstaff, three robots bring plates and trays to tables. So far, Chen says that most patrons seem enchanted with the bots, though some people have been ambivalent about the use of artificial intelligence. Chen says, quote, it's a mixed feeling. Some people feel like they are taking the place of humans, unquote. Soysal says that's not true. A human host greets customers at the door. That person gets the number of people in the party and punches it into a computer to find an open table. Then one of the two robot hostesses this evening, their Charlotte and Michelle, take over. The robot tells the customers her name. The machines can be programmed to say different names on different nights, such as Callie and Shirley, and then ask customers to follow her as she rolls toward a table. 
There, a human server takes food orders and punches them into a computer, which signals the kitchen to start cooking. The Cajun menu includes fried and boiled seafood. When it comes to a seafood boil, customers select their seasoning, lemon pepper, garlic butter, Cajun, or house, and the level of spice ranging from mild to fire. Chen, whose family owns Hibachi Grill and People's Plaza in Bear, says he learned the recipes for the various seasoning sauces from his father, a longtime chef at restaurants in Louisiana. The boiled seafood, clams, shrimp, crabs, and more comes in a bag, along with two ears of corn, two potatoes, and four pieces of sausage. When dishes are ready, the kitchen staff loads plates onto the food runner robots, which have shelves and operate like an automated cart. The robot brings the plates out to the dining room and rolls them directly to the table. A human server puts the dishes in front of customers. A voice from the robot that also sounds like a young woman says, please enjoy your meal. On the website, the food runner robots are named Dexter, Elvin, and Sheldon. After a server hits a button on the robot, it returns to the kitchen. So who gets the tip? Soysal says, the humans, of course. Robots don't need money. Chen says he's not worried about the robots, which run on batteries, breaking down. They automatically roll toward two chargers near the front door of the restaurant when they're not greeting customers. Any fixes that might be needed can be done by Chen's brother, a technician trained in robot repairs. Customers Mohammed Bayoumi and his wife Noor said they didn't even know about the robots during their first visit to the restaurant on June 27th. They came solely for the seafood. Bayoumi says, quote, we live pretty close to here. We looked it up online, unquote. Were they impressed by the robots? Bayumi was diplomatic. It's different, he says, and then added, it's pretty nice and unique. The couple says they plan to return soon, but not necessarily to see the robots. Bayumi says, quote, the food is good and the place is clean, unquote. It seems unnecessary. If they've already got servers and hostesses, why not just let them do the whole job? Well, I guess they don't have to run back and forth as much. Mm. Maybe it's less walking. I guess. <laughs> it's nice that they charge themselves like Roombas. Yeah. Yeah, we have a robot in our home. You and me. Yeah, barely. Barely. I still don't feel like we're living in the future yet. I want I want these robots to have a little bit more uh, ability, I think. Yeah. In other words, I'm not impressed, sure. <laughs> it is... It, it takes so much for you to be impressed, I think. I mean, I could make a, a, a remote-controlled car and drive around some food, you know. <laughs> Big deal. But it, ta- it costs so much more money. Exactly. <laughs> Why don't you get on it? I mean, if you're, you're considering being in the bat removal process earlier, maybe you should just be making robots. Yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> Just going to go to Radio Shack, even though they don't exist anymore. Buy out their stock of uh, remote control cars. Tape some plates to them. Boom. Food robots. I don't think Radio Shack is out of business. Oh, perfect. And last today, we've got the lightning fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. American tries to take selfie with Pamplona Bull. That feels like a bad idea. He's in the hospital. Now. Oh, God. <laughs> it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Mandy Moore takes first flight with Pilot Dad. Or she wants some candy. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> puppy rings doorbell to get back inside. Smart puppy. Walmart uses virtual reality to hire managers. 
Yeah, I think the the customer service at Walmart feels like it's in a different reality, too. (laughs) How your cell phone provider battles robocalls. Poorly. (laughs) I got one on my way over here today. Ugh. Harry Potter and other AR games bring magic to smartphones. We've been playing it. It's fine. (laughs) Here's how hackers are making your cars safer. It's kind of like saying this is how thieves are making your car safer. Well, I think that they're just exposing the security issues. Yeah, I expose security issues with a a rock and through the window, right? Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It's just a little more high tech, Mm, I think. (laughs) The Google Doodle celebrates the U.S. Women National Team's World Cup win. USA. USA. Flash floods in D.C. shut down roads. Yeah, it was intense today. It really was. A lot was. of rain. We got to get home and see how our house is. <laughs> We're safe, though. Yeah. Next week on I Tell My Husband the News. Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. <laughs> I Tell My Husband the News is part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from... All across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.